Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, informs and embraces the spouses beside the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever and whenever you want. And with products and services tailored for ADF members and Defence spouses, you'll wonder why you didn't join sooner. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. I never know how to start. The recording with you. Welcome to, no, hang on. Welcome back to the podcast, Scott. Thank you. Hello, Beck. Try again. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast, Scott. Oh, great to be here. Thank you for coming on. We are talking about our MWDU experience this time around. We are up to our fifth. MWDU experience, we're six months into it. How do you think we're going with MWDU this time around and being six months into this experience of MWDU? Yeah, I think we're doing well. It's in a routine. I guess uh, routine makes it uh, more bearable. But um, yeah, it's, it's harder with the girls. So I, I guess at one point it was a little easier being uh, unaccompanied when I was on the ship because uh, I wasn't even in town uh, for most of the time. Uh, this one's a little bit frustrating. A few more uh, longer nights without uh, without you and the girls. When you say routine, how are we working the routine? Because obviously MWDU means different things to different people. Sometimes it means that they're states apart. Sometimes it means that they see each other one weekend a month. Like how are we working it and how have you, you know, approached the routine, as you say, um, this time around to, I guess, accommodate family time and all of that? Because I'm only down in Canberra and uh, we're in Nara, at least uh, being able to work out of uh, out of Nara each Friday has worked out really well. It means I get get to take the girls to school uh, at least one day a week, which I think is important, good for a connection. It makes it that extra bit, uh, that little bit more bearable. So you come home on you work on Thursday, and then after work you drive home on a Thursday night, and then I guess by the time you get home, it's. You know, like 8.30 kind of thing, but you're at least getting to see the girls on a Thursday night, also Friday, Saturday nights, but it just gives us that one extra night. And then, like you said, you get to take them to school on a Friday, pick them up on a Friday and juggle some of the responsibilities there. It means I've got Thursday night to actually get home, put the feet up. I think, you know, even though I don't see the girls, and sometimes I'll be home after the girls have already gone to bed on a Thursday, but that's okay because come the Friday morning, I'm there for them straight, you know, as soon as the sun's up, I'm... I'm ready to engage as opposed to if I was to come home on a Friday it would be that Friday I wouldn't really be seen until the Saturday then I'd be leaving on the Sunday so having that three days uh, means we get at least one good day there like we there's always a Saturday and a late night that we can actually spend some time together and also spend time with yourself as well like the last time we did MWDU you were posted to a ship so it wasn't necessarily the case where you could come home on a Thursday night because of whatever's happening with the ship but also that it just wasn't always a possibility in the role how have you worked it with being able to come home on a Thursday night did you have to do flex work like how did you work that with your boss and why did you think that was something that you wanted to I guess ask for this time around going into MWDU the nature of this job being very much an office job 
meant that I could actually work effectively remotely. Also because I've got because we've got the base so close, I can still go in and have access to facilities. I'm not going to be reliant upon uh, internet connections. I guess it's also I can use the advantage of being unaccompanied. It means I can do more hours between on the Monday to uh, the Wednesday. So I'll actually normally do about a nine or a ten hour workday. Then on the Thursday, try and cut that a little bit shorter, and then um, have a bit of a shorter day on the Friday, and so I can still get about forty hours in. So I can still get the the work output, and that works in well with the schedule, the, the actual nature of the posting I'm in at the moment. The question for how do I think we are going? I think, like you mentioned, this time it's been like there's different challenges as opposed to last time. The last time we did MWDU, you were posted to a ship and yeah, coming home on a Friday night with all the the tourists all coming down Mm. this way meant that you sometimes wouldn't get home until after the girls would have gone to bed on a Friday night. And, you know, like you said, it takes a little time to decompress after, especially when you're posted to a ship and may have been away or whatever's been happening. So by the time you get the gardens done or, you know, the a couple of odd jobs done around the house, it's kind of like the weekend's done and then you, you are back to Sydney. Whereas this time around, we're getting more time with you, but the girls are at a different life stage. There's different things happening in our life. So there's different, you know, things that stresses, different things that are coming up that I didn't predict would come up this time around the girls last time you were were mwdu the girls were two and five and there were different requirements like it felt like it was more taxing in regard to you know sometimes they weren't sleeping through the night and charlotte was just starting school and and all of those kind of challenges and and daycare and don't forget potty training as well like i basically i was at sea for all the potty training for uh, evie so yeah so totally different stage, but this time around, the girls are, when we started this year, seven and ten. And I guess the emotional needs of them this time around, because they are older, they do know what's going on. Not to say that they, they weren't impacted by you being away last time, but, you know, they can express themselves more. There's more uh, emotions that are being expressed. They're, they're at different life stages at school, and there's different things that they're dealing with at school, with learning and friendship groups and all of that sort of stuff that I guess comes back to me and is on my shoulders. And then, you know, work-wise, I'm a lot busier work-wise, and there's lots of different things going on for me. But the balance is that obviously we get to see you three nights a week, but in saying that, I feel like MWDU this time around has been unexpectedly harder because I, the last experience that we had, which was three years, so one year of you in Canberra and then two years in Sydney, I feel like we did really well and it was a successful MWDU and then you came back and transitioned back home and that took a while and now you've sort of gone again and I feel like maybe I went into this MWDU thinking, okay, well, it'll just be the same as last time. We'll just get back into a routine. It'll be fine. Whereas this time I hadn't anticipated how hard it would be with the different life stages, the different requirements from the girls and different, you know, needs of the family in that sense, even though it's easier because we're seeing you more often, but it's just harder in different ways, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's uh, taking that, um, try to remember to give yourself a bit of a break as well. So come home and sort of take the girls out of the house. I think the tricky part is though, because you've been away for the week, you're excited to be back to see us. And we're obviously excited to see you as well. But the tricky balance for me is that I'm also excited to see you because then, you know, I'm sharing the load with two with another person as opposed to just carrying the load myself. But it's like this tricky balance between wanting to then have a break and have time to myself, but then also use the time to see you because you're only here a couple of nights a week. So it's like, Mm. how do you balance that with the girls getting enough time one-on-one time with, with you 
me getting enough one-on-one time with you, family time, but then also me having time by myself, but then also you having time in your own surroundings, in your home, like, you know, to be able to have time to, to garden and decompress because just because you're alone during the week doesn't mean that you don't still need time to do other things other than work kind of thing. So it's like, how do you fit all of that in three days? And obviously other people that are doing MWDU don't necessarily get the three days every week. They might only get the three days or the, the mm. one week back together every couple of months so it's like we know that we've got a good setup but it still doesn't mean that it's not hard yeah so when you found out that you had been posted to Canberra what were your thoughts when when it came to moving and whether we would go MWDU we had you know not necessarily discussed okay well we definitely know what your posting is going to be and this will definitely be the situation but obviously you're the one that gets the news first before anyone else like what are your first thoughts when you you got the news that okay you're definitely getting posted to Canberra and okay then that means we need to seriously consider okay are we going MWDU are you moving what were your first thoughts when you when you got the posting even though the the long-term goal would be to uh to go to Canberra I think that's where a lot of my, uh, a lot of the remainder of my career, at least in uniform, um, would be in the Canberra area. So I guess looking for an opportunity to actually, for us all to move down there. However, my first thought was that uh, this wasn't the best timing because I was uh, really just thinking about Charlotte at school. So um, thinking that she'd gone through so much of primary school uh, at this local school that it's actually the ideal posting would be in two years' time when she finishes primary school. That'd be a clean break and an opportunity that we'd all be able to move down to Canberra. So I guess I thought there was going to be a challenge there. I knew there was going to be a challenge that uh, we probably weren't going to all move down to Canberra. But at the same time, there were things that made it easier. So being able to get the same apartment back because uh, it just lined up really nicely, that would have been a, a much more burdensome situation trying to find an apartment down there. I didn't expect the amount of admin to be so hard this time around, but there's been a few changes in the, the support systems, as in the computer systems and the processes followed. This time around, it's much harder admin-wise. So it really was like the best situation. If we have to live apart, it did end up, you know, the stars aligned that it was the best situation possible with you already knowing that you had a housing that you could move straight back into because the housing market in Canberra is pretty tight. Um, it was in a location that we like. I have family in Canberra, so it means that in close proximity to, to visit them. I guess we also looked at it as an opportunity to show the girls more about Canberra and so that if we do get to the stage that we do move there or we do post there, which could possibly be the goal that we're sort of aiming for, that we can kind of, I guess, sell the girls on the good bits about Canberra if that does end up happening and, I guess, make that transition a little bit easier if and when that does happen. Yeah, plus an opportunity for us to actually have a look around the suburbs and what would be the realistic suburb and what would be the the most practical suburb we'd be able to move down to and set up a new home. Because not everyone gets the opportunity to be able to, I guess, test out a possible future posting location where the whole family's going to move by being able to go there and have accommodation and have that situation so it technically is on paper the perfect sort of setup for MWDU doesn't mean that we wouldn't rather be living all together but if we have to do MWDU it's the best situation possible that we can make it definitely totally agree so obviously it was made easier because you did have accommodation that you already knew that you could move into we had previously done MWDU for a year in Canberra so you kind of knew like it was just kind of like slotting back in kind of thing you mentioned paperwork wise and stuff like that obviously you get your posting and you know that you're going to to do MWDU what does it actually mean do you just like submit 
a form? Like, do you notify, who do you notify that you're going to be MWD? How does it work for you on your side? Uh, so you just um, send through a uh, request. So there's a paperwork fill out, talk to the uh, personnel office. Had the request for categorization as uh, MWDU from the CEO of the gaining unit. So I just uh, essentially wrote a short minute to, um, actually I'm pretty sure I wrote a short minute. And uh, there's an uh, there's a form as well where I just wrote that to uh, CEO HMS Harmon and um, got that approved. Yeah, then it's just through the personnel office. So from the defence member's perspective, we had already discussed before you officially got your posting because we knew what some of the possibilities might be. So we kind of gone through, okay, well, if it's this location, this is what we'll do. If it's this location, this is what we'll do. If it's something out of the blue, then we can't predict that. We'll just have to wait and see. But when you get your posting officially, and, you know, even though we discussed it kind of thing, is there any point where you kind of think, are we doing the right thing by doing MWDU? Should we be doing MWDU? Like, how do you sort of see it? Obviously, you don't want to be living apart from us. We, we want to live in the same location. And yes, we're going into it knowing that we're making it the best possible situation that we can by making sure that you come home on Thursday nights and having all those that little bit of extra time together and making it as positive as possible. But is there any point where you kind of think like, should we be doing this? Should we all be staying together? Like, what kind of things do you think about? Yeah, for sure. I think it was uh, what I uh, that minute that I was talking about, like putting in that form for MWDU. I have to admit, there's um, it, it did feel a bit like writing a blank check. And even though it all made sense, and you know, we 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 discussed it and uh, made plans, but when it came came to actually submitting that form, I actually was thinking, oh, geez, uh, looking down the barrel of another two years. Another two years of, you know, driving three hours on a Thursday night to come home, then driving another three hours on a Sunday night to get back to the apartment. And there was, particularly with the girls and basically the, the ages that they were at and you being home as they go to teenage years, which we thought we'd have another couple of years for, but yeah, looks like we're there already now. Uh, I did feel very nervous. But I think six months in, I still think we made the best decision. And even considering what the next posting might bring, would almost think about doing it for another year, but I'm still quite hesitant to even lock, consider locking that in until maybe mid next year. Because, you know, done well up to this point, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was almost, we're just counting down the days and looking for the light at the end of the tunnel come mid next year. Because mm. um, it could all get very, very tiresome, very wearing, very fatiguing, particularly as the cost of living goes up. And if this starts, you know, I'm not so sure that this won't cost us money in our own pocket. I'm thinking that unless the allowances catch up, there is going to be a substantial amount coming out of our pocket to stay in WDU, given our basic context, because I am coming home every weekend. Someone who might not have that opportunity wouldn't be the same out of pocket because we are in a context where I'm able to come back every weekend. That uh, that fuel price could start biting uh, pretty hard come next year. Like we can't obviously predict what will be happening at the end of next year, but I guess sometimes when you have a time frame in your head, you kind of almost just allow for that time frame. And then if that time frame gets pushed out for whatever reasons, even if you are deciding to push that time frame out, it can get to the stage where you are counting down the days because you hadn't sort of anticipated that it would go for that long. By the time we get to the end of next year, we've got a child that's about to go into high school and we've got another child that's going to be going into year four. And, you know, obviously we'll be at different life stages as well with those, with the girls and what's happening with them. And you can't predict what two years of MWDU will be like, as opposed to if you went into it thinking, okay, it will definitely be three years. We've gone into it thinking, okay, it'll be a two year posting. 
and to extend it, we, we, you know, can't predict what that will be like. Maybe we'll be going great guns still by then. And it'll be like, okay, cool. We'll just keep going for another year or whatever the case. But yeah, we, I just, you can't go into it predicting what it'll be like, but you've got to take into account all the things that will be behind us by the time we get to that two year stage and then possible extension. Nine out of 10 defence spouses wish they found out about Defence Bank sooner. Okay, I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast, but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning and currently has a rating of 4.8 out of 5 in both the app and Google Play Store. It does everything a big bank app does with cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, pin change functionality, savings roundup, spend tracker, the list goes on. Oh, and if you really want to go to a Defence Bank branch, you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. And with many of their branch staff a defence spouse or partner, you'll be talking to someone who just gets it. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. I should probably say a positive for unaccompanied as well. Is it? I think there's been very few times that I've actually brought work home. I think, I mean, there may have been a couple, but even then, when I've brought work home, it's because I was working from home on a Friday. Even if I do out time after hours or I do those extra hours while I'm down there, it's not cutting into family time. So I don't think I've worked a weekend at all this year. So that's a bonus. So it does mean that when you, you're home, you are you are home because yeah. you all the time in the world kind of thing during the week. Not that you want to spend all your time while you're at NWDU just working, but it gives that, that flexibility to, okay, well, I'll finish that off. I'll put the extra hours in on the Wednesday night or whatever because I want to definitely come home on time on a Thursday. Also, when we were talking about when it came time to putting that paperwork in, you know, like you said, on paper, we discussed it. it on paper, it looks good. We've got the best possible setup where, okay, yes, we are definitely doing MWDU. Do you also go into it thinking, how are we going to come out of this? Like you can set it up as best as possible to be the most positive experience. And, you know, I obviously go into MWDU with there's reasons why I stay in this location when it's not always the best situation for us to move with you because, you know, I have a support network. I have a couple of babysitters. I have, you know, a routine. The girls have great support networks with their friends and and, um, the DSM at school. And we've got lots of positives and lots of reasons to stay here. We've got our own house and all of those sorts of things. But when you, like you said, put that paperwork in and you actually make it official and go, okay, we've made the decision and we're doing this and now I've moved to Canberra kind of thing. Do you go into it wondering like, how are we going to come out of this? Like by the time we come out of this, there's no taking it back once we do it. And yes, there's lots of positives, but what if we come out of this and we're not okay? Do you think about that and and think once we do this, we can't take this back and how are we going to be by the time we come back together and what what is it going to be like when we come back together? Because that's not always an easy process as well. But do you think about stuff like that? Yeah, I do actually. And um, how far, how, how much further I could stretch it, I guess, and whether it's starting to get a bit weak and a bit thin. Sometimes I actually think going, oh, is this going to be the posting that at the end of it, um, my wife, like you, uh, are going to come and go, you know what, it's either me or the Navy. And I don't want to get to that position because it means that I'll be leaving the Navy. I actually really do think about that as well. Like, uh, so if I'm talking about future postings and thinking about, oh, well, I'd love to do this posting, but that might be in Sydney. And there's no way I'd want to follow this posting with another unaccompanied up in Sydney or have you guys come down and then go straight up to Sydney after six months or something like that. So no, no, I do actually think about that and 
and actually think about it the long term saying okay so we're on a company now i'll need at least another posting or you know is that where i actually take the long try and get long service leave although i've never really found a good opportunity for that you know in a proper sense to actually you know spend some time at home remind my family who i am and then maybe go on a company again if it mean and that might be the opportunity to go um do a sydney job or you know put in for a deployment or, or, or something of it um something different like that but no so i do i do consider it as a balance um and it's basically a a balance with the Navy and you guys because I don't want to get to the point where it's either, you know, have you turn around and she go, it's either me or the, or the uh, Navy or myself actually go, oh, look, this isn't good for the family. So it's either I need to drop the Navy because I'm wrecking my family. And we obviously wouldn't, it wouldn't just be a snap thing where I sort of say in a couple of months time, you need to leave the Navy or move back kind mm. of thing. Like we would obviously discuss that before it got to that stage. But like you said, once you're in MWDU, it's very hard to be like, okay, well, I'll just move back. You can't just do that. Like you, you know, six months into a two year posting, it's not like, I mean, if we had desperate circumstances and we had compassionate reasons and we had a lot of reasons as to why you needed to move back or we needed to all of a sudden move to be with you, we could make that happen kind of thing. But it's not like in a couple of months where I go, okay, well, actually this is not working out for us. I'm not the type of person that's going to be like, I've had enough, you need to move back or leave the, the Navy. That's just not going to happen because we'd have lots of conversations before it got to that stage. But like you said, you got to think about that in regard to what would be the posting that would follow this one or what would be the logical job that would work well after this one kind of thing. And would that be back with my family or would that be away? And, you know, am I setting myself up for a path where I could potentially be spending more time away from the family and balancing the jobs that you want to do and the jobs that might be available and I guess having that all work together. I should make it clear as well that it's not you versus Navy. So it's not, and I'm not, I'm not worried about you becoming angry and you telling, you know, even though that's what I say, it's, it's not what actually in practice, I don't think that it'll ever come to, you know, you coming up to me and saying, you know, it's me or the Navy. Uh, it's actually more myself and it's about uh, my ability to commit and commit the way I want to to you and the girls, like to our family, but also the commitment I do to um, the job. So the actual posting. So if I accept a posting, I know we don't have loyalty in the, in the Navy uh, values anymore, but I feel that if I accept a post and I'm posted somewhere, that I do the full posting, I do the, the full two years of the tenure and I actually commit to that team and I contribute to it uh, as much as I can and, and fully. So in order that needs a balance because if I want to satisfy both you guys, my family, and I want to satisfy my Navy and my actual duty, my, my posting, that's why I don't want those two shifting away too much. So it's not, it's not you getting angry and it's not the girls getting angry. It's about me getting angry about you know, not being able to satisfy my role as a father or as a husband. And do you also think that you know, you've been in the Navy 20 plus years now, you've been around people that have had breakdown of marriages and there's been lots of situations that you may have come across in the various postings that you've been in you know obviously your community your friends your work colleagues are all in defense kind of thing so you see sort of what goes on and the different setups that different families have and and how different families work it and you know what might work for one family doesn't work for another and the kind of I guess outcomes that some families and relationships do have dependent on the position that people are in and the requirements of their job and whether they can balance it with an office job that maybe 
doesn't require as much time away and and does have flexibility and things like that. Do you think that seeing other people's situations and I guess some having outcomes that aren't so favorable, maybe some relationships that do break down and do you think that's had any bearing on how you choose to look at different postings and how you balance family time and and making sure that you're going to be able to give the best to the Navy, but also give the best to your family because you want to keep both of those things working. Yes, but I say such in uh, not in any way judgmental because you say a lot of those examples, like, yes, I have seen a lot of those and a lot of those people are my friends and, and people I respect very much as uh, both as military officers and uh, sailors, as well as, you know, people and gentlemen and ladies. But no, I do, I do take notice of those things and I use that to inform my own decisions. So I'm not saying to not make the same mistakes because that'd, that'd be quite an arrogant statement, but I would take it as an awareness and something that I might go and check and just, just be uh, mindful of. Yeah, because obviously you love what you do. There's a reason why you've been in the Navy so long and you have to have a certain level of commitment to stay you know, loyal, like you said, to the, to the Navy and, and to wanting to do you know, 100% in that job and wanting to be away from your family. Like, obviously, you don't want to be away from your family, but making those sacrifices in order to continue that career in the Navy. But when you discuss the options with the poster and stuff like that, you might not necessarily be looking at as in, well, that's the definitely the job that I want to do. You're balancing that with, okay, well, how is that going to work with the family? But how can I balance that job with still being something that I obviously professionally want to do? And it adds to the skills that I've already got from the past postings that I've got and will add to, I guess, where I want to possibly go in the future kind of thing. It's, I guess, having that awareness that it's not just all about what you want to do in your career, that your that career also impacts your family and you need to balance those two things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I guess two things on that one. Uh, one, being, being an aerial engineer in the Navy, it's quite a healthy branch. So uh, it's not like... Um, like a marine engineer or something like that, where basically they need to go to sea and there's a big shortage of them. So there is a higher demand, I guess. So as an aeronautical engineer, there's a substantial more amount of flexibility than what there might be in some other type of categories. But at the same time, there have been some quite conscious decisions that I've made. Say, for instance, I know if I was to take a job down in Melbourne, that would probably enhance my opportunity for promotion and development. Uh, basically, is to be working down at the the Air Weatherness Authority and that down there. But at the same time, I've always been straight out going. Melbourne doesn't work for me because we just couldn't do that unaccompanied, and I wouldn't. I it wouldn't satisfy what I want to do with yourself and the girls. But I've always said, like, you know, if I have to go, I'll definitely go. But there's never been a situation where I've had to go. Yeah, and as we've never really been in the situation where we have. Because, like you said, because of the category, because of the job that you're in, we kind of always knew that most of the postings would be Sydney, now or Canberra, and that if we needed to go MWDU, that is, you know, a distance that can be driven every Friday, every Thursday to be able to see each other. Whereas that posting in Melbourne, which is not, it's not out of the blue, but it's, you know, it's there. It's been a possibility, but it it's been something that you can choose to sort of, I guess, pursue if you wanted to kind of thing. But we always knew that Melbourne would be a definite, okay, we, we would have to move with you. Whereas some other families, they decide that they they won't ever live apart. They won't do MWDU. So if a posting to Sydney, Canberra kind of came up, it's not even a question whether they move. They just move. And I guess also with army families, they have this situation where your role is kind of in that sort of little bubble, like Canberra, um, Sydney, 
uh, Nowra, whereas army, they could go from Queensland to Darwin kind of thing. Like, and it's not always possible to be MWDU. So we've had the situation where we kind of went into defence life and starting a family knowing that we have the possibility of staying in one location. It's not, it wasn't always a given that we would move with you. So I guess in saying that, like, I, I guess we'd probably don't check in with each other as much as we should kind of thing but because we we do live apart and because obviously that places different pressures on relationships parenting all of that sort of stuff we go into mwdu knowing that we need to have time to ourselves as well as connecting as a family kind of thing you also have like your special time with charlotte on a friday night where you connect over anime that's your thing kind of thing and we make sure that you spend time doing that and then how important do you think it is that we do have that time where we get a babysitter we go and have dinner conversation without interruption that kind of thing and make sure that we make that effort to have that time together even though you know sometimes it is a bit of an effort to do it's an effort and it's time away from having family time but in the end that prevents other problems or other flow-on things from from happening so it's like putting the effort into having time together to prevent other problems coming coming about but how important do you think that is yeah yeah for sure without that it, it would be like it, it'd almost be like being a separated couple where you'd have your own lives and then it's just oh pass the kids to me I'll, I'll look after the kids i'm just the weekend dad type of deal uh, if we didn't have that relationship time i could see how some people would start to worry about what their other half is up to during the week when they're away maybe they're not baking cookies maybe they're out <laughs> I don't know. Scott mentions nightclub. cookies because oh that's what he does on his free nights at the party batch pad in yeah. Canberra. He bakes cookies, but... but... You know, I feel in my time, right? So, like, and most of it's, like, connections with people, like, you know, um, whether it's going out catching up with Simon, my best mate, and working on his cars and his garage, or on a Tuesday or on Wednesday going for that run for resilience and running out with um, with a mob uh, with some free beers afterwards, or playing games night over at um, Tom's house on a Monday. If that was instead, I don't know, um, going to the local clubs or, you know, if you thought that I might might be looking for some other uh, type of connection. Yeah, I guess there's the, uh, for one spouse to be concerned. That, so the date nights are much more important, I feel. Um, so actually remember going, oh no, this is my spouse. They're not going anywhere and, you know, he's more interested in baking cookies. Just to keep that trust, I guess, because you are separate and different things can be read into different things if you feel like that you're not on the same page or that you're not talking regularly or that you're not checking back in with each other. Like even our mm. nightly text to say goodnight and then our morning text to say good morning. Obviously, that's not going to prevent a relationship breakdown, but those little things do add to feeling like you're still connected to your spouse and that they're still thinking of you and that they're not too busy getting to work and, and doing their own thing that they're forgetting about you or that, you know, they don't have those couple of minutes in the day to text you a funny video or whatever it is. But they, those little things do keep us connected. No, definitely. It's like it's like the emails on the ship where, you know, you just remember, oh, I'm still here. I'm still in your life. 
still thinking about you first thing in the morning, still thinking about you the last thing at night. Because otherwise, you're at home with the girls. And, you know, I know there's two little people to keep you company, but that can make you very lonely as well because you don't get that adult uh, interaction. It's lonely for me down in uh, Canberra as well because I don't get that uh, the intimate adult connection either because I go back to a, uh, an empty apartment each night and most of my interactions become at work. So, you know, I might become a little bit more chatty at work. Yeah, those little things are actually big things when they're all kind of connected together even and I've pointed this out to the military life community before just the little things like you don't call the apartment home like when you text mm. to say that you've driven safely back on a Sunday night and you text me to say I'm back at the apartment you never say I'm home and actually I hadn't really realized how important that is that you don't say that until I kind of said are you home yet kind of thing and you always make a point to say I'm back at the apartment because the apartment isn't home because we're not there. Those... Oh, the, our family only ever, ever has one home. Yeah. yeah. Those little things are important and, yeah, they're little things, but actually they're, they're pretty huge. So it's just those little things that they're not huge things that are going to be like, okay, well, that's going to stop that argument because we're away and we're missing each other kind of thing. But they are they do help. It's yeah. like checking the tie-downs on your load just to make sure that your load stays secure. Otherwise, things go adrift and you just sort of separate apart. But <laughs> okay. Oh. It's a very guy analogy. Oh. <laughs> yes. I was trying to make it not too navy, you know, checking your lines. So I thought, oh, you know, your strap downs on your trailer. I'm like, you know, when you're taking a load out to the tip or something. Okay. <laughs> so we've done MWDU quite a few times now, been together 20 years. So we've, we've done it for various reasons. So we've done MWDU the first time was when I was still at university. We met when you were at ADFA and I was at uni in Canberra. And so you got your first posting when I was still at uni and you posted to Nowra. And then the second time was I moved to Sydney for my job and then you posted back to Nowra. So we sort of went different directions. And so we did MWDU between Sydney and Nowra. And then the next time I stayed in Sydney again for my career and you went and posted back down to Nowra. And then the fourth time was when you posted to Canberra for the one year and then the posting to the ship in Sydney came up and deployments and all of, oh, yeah. all of the stuff that was related to that. So it was sort of like one year in Canberra and then two years in Sydney. So that was the most recent one. And now obviously you've posted back to Canberra. So we've done MWDU for various different reasons and diff- different life stages kind of thing. That's a lot of years. Yeah, that's a lot of MWDU time, I guess. But like I said, we've we've done MWDU for various different reasons. And maybe the times where I stayed in Sydney and you went down to Nowra, it wasn't, I wasn't staying in location because I had a support network. It was more so because I was still, you know, in the thick of my career and establishing myself in, in that sense. And yeah. I had a good well, job. Well, that career, and, yeah. Yeah. Radio, yeah. Yeah. So, and I knew that, you know, it wouldn't be easy if I did post down with you to Nara to get a job and in the position that I was in mm-hmm. and, and be able to follow my career that way. Whereas we're doing MWDU this time around because we have our own house. We've got support networks. We've got everything's sort of established. It's just, we've never wanted to be apart, but there's been valid reasons behind, you know, when I stayed in one of the other times when I stayed in Sydney was because we just bought a house in Sydney and lots of different reasons. One of the questions that some people that don't even consider MWDU and it's just not something that's in the realm of possibilities. They, it's just a given that they will move with the defense member and they've made the decision not to separate their family or not to be a couple that lives apart. The question is from a lot of people that don't do MWDU, like why do people choose MWDU? Like why is that even an option for some people? 
I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarylife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 